0: Da, 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 boom. The Finley. The Finley. The Finley's on film. Morning, Mr. Finley.
1: Hey, Tom. How are
0: you? I'm good, man. How are you doing, Joseph?
1: Uh, Good. Good banter. <laughs> Bright eyed, bushy out. tail. How, how are you? How's extra, deep,
0: extra deep breath there. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. the weather is very gray outside right now. Yeah. That's totally relevant to our listening audience here, both of them. What's your, what's what's haps? What's the haps? For oh, you know? fuck's sake, Tom! <laughs> the worst banter. Yeah, well, you're not helping
1: at all. Yeah, these are terrible. Um What's what's up? Um I'm anxious to talk about these movies. Okay, uh, I think that's going to be fun. I How are you? How's your coffee? I, huh? Myself
0: is, Oh, it's delightful. <laughs> that's good. Do you need more? But, no, I'm fine. Because I can get you more. Did right? you make coffee this I morning? I made coffee. Oh, this that's morning. good. That's good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you got Small talk or? Joseph did not show up this morning. What's that? Small talk Joseph did not show oh, up this that's, morning.
1: That's microscopic talk.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Um you got something or no? No, you go No, go ahead.
1: Okay. Look, Robert Altman, um, you and I actually sort of came to the Robert Altman table uh, together, I would say, in a way, mm-hmm. because we started to see... Now, I wasn't sure... You I think, and I lived in the Bay Area, and I wasn't sure if it was... I know it's shortcuts was yeah. was a film that we were really kind of gaga over for a while, and there's a whole weird reason for that I would suggest. And then the other one, did you and I watch the player together?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think the player is sort of the beginning of our certainly. It was yeah, it was the beginning of our journey and my journey individually with the with with Robert Altman. Yeah,
1: right. So so one of the things is I mean this yeah the player was first of all that's that's interesting because those are two like later Robert Altman movies.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: The player was um, I wouldn't say like. A, well, it's almost like his, like The Grateful Dead has a touch of gray. It was almost like his <laughs> touch of gray. In other words, anyone who loved Robert Altman before kind of rolled their eyes, and all of a sudden people were like, this character, Robert Altman, has a great movie.
0: Yeah. Because well, I think it was like, well, it, and, and satirically, maybe it was intended to be. It's like, this it was, is was, was kind of his shiniest movie. A what type of movie? Shiny. Uh, can you describe that? What do you mean? No, I mean it's just it's, it's it's a little more put together, a little more glossy than his than the average Robert Altman movie I would say. Ah maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's Cuz I think meta. being
0: unglossy is is kind of Yeah, so it was a meta statement on on Hollywood culture which he was always making a satire, you know.
1: Right. Okay. So. And and then there was shortcuts and shortcuts like you and I had had this crazy marijuana driven <laughs> idea going for a long you know marijuana was, yeah yeah <laughs> with you and I had this had the series of stories that we were eventually going to write called it was called lawn darts, lawn darts. Mm-hmm. and you know the heavy the great meta you know lawn darts of course for those of you the um un, the people not in the know um was you put a ring out on a lawn and there were these enormous dangerous Darts. I don't know why they sold us to children. It's like
0: because oh, they didn't care about children. Though. I
1: guess like 18 inch long, you know, <laughs> weighted darts, and you throw them in the air and try to try to make them in the circle. Mm-hmm. Of course, I don't know which one of us came up with it, but we were so taken with our own figurative. Abilities that we were like it's it's a metaphor, man. For what?
0: Yeah, the, the word now is edge lord. That's what we were. We were oh, That's what that we order? thought we were. Yeah, yeah. Edge yeah. lord. Like,
1: what describe that
0: for me? You're just fucking the lord of the edge, man. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it's an edge, but it's also like uh,
0: we're day. This is dangerous writing, man. It's also
1: like we throw it up in the air. If it lands in, great. Yeah. If it doesn't, it doesn't. <laughs> um. And and we would just get high Oh,
0: right. It didn't have to make sense, yeah.
1: Every night, we would sort of talk about, like, different stories. And then how they connected. And it was like, they were insane. Do you mind if I just sort of recount a couple of
0: them? Uh, the mailman?
1: Oh, I was thinking about the mailman. Yeah, the mailman okay. was, right. like, a guy who who was trapped in his basement, or he was being held hostage. And there was a mail slot, because we had a mail slot in the house we rented. Mm-hmm. and But it was, like... Um, it became a confessional. It, it served as a kind of like
0: yeah. The mailman would come by. This guy would talk to the mailman, try I, I guess initially to get rescued or something like that. And then, it, yeah, as you it said, it becomes like a confessional, a, yeah, something bigger, man. Yeah, Catholic. It's it's like Catholicism,
1: and then but the Conceded one I loved was the, the, um, the whole idea that there was like a, a UPS type. Or flower van or something, but it was actually the FBI listening. But they bugged the wrong apartment, and it was an apartment full of mimes. Yeah, because
0: was, we thought our our pot intake. Uh, but like oh, I mean, I mean, Merited us having an, think, an FBI how would detachment. How you even write that? I mean, just think
1: about like how would you write?
0: There's a period of time. Somebody's furious at copying this down. <laughs> yeah, like Bombay or something. There's a period of time. Uh, I think uh, after uh, maybe on maybe six months, maybe maybe a year and a half on either side of reading uh, Naked Lunch, where a male, where an, where an American male is like, is that his bombastic, most dangerous?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say this. Bukowski,
0: is, I think, falls in the same category. This didn't feel
1: connected to that, but I do identify with the Naked Lunch thing and trying to sort of do a little burrowest. Yeah, know, like trying to figure out like whoa well, who am I capable of molesting so I can write about it, you know, like
0: <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what, what? What kind of drain though could I put
1: into my veins yeah, if, uh, if I were called to you by the gods of Burroughs and Ginsburg.
0: Creativity man. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that that to me felt like a little bit different from what you and I were doing. Cause cause the thing is this this whole plan, the Lawn plan. Had this life. It never had, never came to anything. But it had this sort of mythical life. I remember yeah, yeah. getting drunk and telling other people. I remember being on a bus outside of Denver and telling my friend's girlfriend all about this book. And she foolishly asked me like what I was talking about. An hour later, someone on the bus finally said, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> I was telling your story after a story. <laughs> anyway, that has really nothing to do with anything except that shortcuts. Well, except a the, a, like that
0: a, a bus stop or a bus was the perfect place to relay that story there. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it, 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 the, it, it has that sort of disjangled quality. Well, it's based on a bunch of Raymond... Um, Carver Raymond Carver. Sorry, yeah. I was going to say the wrong name. Raymond Carver um, uh, short stories, and it, it it had the sort of it had that kind of glorious notion of sort of a cycle of short stories going through. So that was something we related to. I and mean, it's the
1: lattice work idea, right? That yeah, all stories that there's there's sort of one life is connected, gear that's bro. Gonna connect to another gear, right? Gonna, and you know that's the kind of thing where it's like it, the thing I admired about him in that movie as a director, being totally new to Altman, was. Um, there are the people who are self-indulgent. We talk about this sometimes. It's like you want to, you want to advise people away from self-indulgence, except that when someone is really good in self-indulgence, it's the best. And Altman seems to be someone who's like that, like people are willing to go with him.
0: Right, right,
1: right, right. And so, but anyway, I never really followed up on Altman, you know, I just sort of, he was sort of more mythological and, and I didn't have any sort of grounding. I caught, Mash. I caught
0: some of his like much later stuff, like I, I, I was dating a woman who was a real fan of his for a while. Yep. And so we saw like um, so, some of his later stuff, one with like Glenn Close in it and, and a couple of other things. And I was like, oh, he's pretty good. He's, but I, I, I never really quite got it, but I wanted to explore it.
1: Well, later on, he did strange stuff because I remember trying to watch Gosford Park. I didn't dig.
0: Prizzy's it. Honor or something did like that. Did
1: he do Prizzy's Princey, Honor? No, Get no, he did. No, here. it's You're something else. Something sack
0: else. Sack you else. You're a you lion sack of shit full of poop. You're a real. <laughs> You know what I like about don't you? Don't kill yourself. I'm asking. I'm asking. I don't know.
1: No, but he did do, his last movie was Prairie Home Companion. And I'm, a, by the way, I'm the most sympathetic ear to the, the radio show Prairie Home Companion. I'm willing to uh-huh. give it credit. But as a, a movie, I couldn't, with Lindsay Lohan. He did, a, these are movies, by the way, I did not see. But I just got to tell you, I sometimes you know a movie's bad. Yeah. Prairie Home Companion, another one he did about like the fashion, um, you know, movement in Paris in the 90s. Doctor T and the Women, and I remember my <laughs> ex-wife loved that, so that was a strike against that. It was about terrible. Richard Gere as a as a lonely gynecologist. Actually, now that I'm thinking of the synopsis, that does sound <laughs> good. But but um, but it was actually the stuff from the '70s that he's really like Nashville and, and yeah. uh, early '70s, like his, Mash, his like, first,
0: his, like his first movies were like huge.
1: Yeah, and and Mash is a movie where like I didn't like it the, when I first saw it because uh, I'm a huge, as you know. All in all, the fan. Yes, mm. Thank you, Mister Alda. And I love the series, Mash. Yeah, yeah. And Mash the movie is nothing.
0: The <laughs> no, at all. It's no, no. Much darker and, and, yeah. and
1: interesting in a way. It's actually better. I have
0: to. It say. is. Yeah. Um.
1: And, and by and the way, I'm gonna have to. Go it's
0: more back technically back. what it's supposed to be, and also oh, in yeah. that sense too. Like it's anti-war and makes like, no like there's there's zero bones about it. There's no gentler message going on inside right, of it, right? right.
1: Um and then I forgot about this movie by the way and I have to say I thought it was terrible at the time. I saw it when I was 9 and I thought it was terrible and I stuck I stuck with that for a long time. I'm going to have to revisit it. Mr. Robin Williams and Shelley Duvall. And,
0: and I think that's a genuinely a terrible movie. I don't know. All right, let's go. That's All right, is the next episode. we watch it. Well, I don't think, it, I don't think we can. It Anyways, was, so this, yeah, 1980.
1: Oh, fuck. fuck. Altman <laughs> was your choice, and it was a good one. And, mm-hmm. and so, in a way. You know, and they picked
0: these two very particular movies.
1: And I, immediately my brain jumped to, like, God damn it, Tommy, he does the same thing. It was like two years apart. But, it, 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 like, when you did, what was the last one we did? Uh, Tyrone Powers. Mm. You did that. And I was like, yeah. I, I like that. I think they were good choices because um, they're very different movies. Yeah. There are similarities and it's really him at the height of his powers, I would say.
0: Yes. Right. Yeah. I would yeah. say that. Yeah.
1: Okay. So the first one.
0: The First one is uh, Macab- uh, M- M- McCabe. McCabe and. It's actually, it's McCabe. In the movie, it's McCabe, even though you and I both know it's supposed to be pronounced Maccabee, but it's McCabe in the movie. It's, it's supposed to be pronounced Maccabee? Maccabee. Yeah. But it's McCabe and Miss Miller is the uh, the name Why of the movie. supposed
1: to be pronounced Maccabee?
0: Because that, that, that's my Because inter- that's what I've always heard it pronounced as.
1: Oh, you mean? This is the only place I've ever seen or? where
0: this was spelled this way, and it's called Ma- McCabe.
1: I've never done this to be a controversy. Even
0: I don't know that Stop. it is. A, I don't know that You're it is. You're stuff to the table, baby. I don't know How that is it is a controversy. It's you and I know
1: it should be. Maccabee, like the Maccabees in the in the yeah uh,
0: right exactly the the G- in, in the, in, in the that old Jewish book. Yeah, that
1: yeah. old Jewish book. Yeah, the old well, All right, that
0: it's offensive. I don't
1: know why you said it then, Tom. Uh, Yeah. Um, Okay, so. Anyways, no, McCabe. Let's call it by what
0: it's called in the movie. It's McCabe and Mrs. Miller. And um, I have to say, just to be really honest, uh, this might, (laughs) as if that were, um, this might be my favorite Western now.
1: Interesting. Okay, let's go. Okay, because,
0: and this is a western with a very particular thing that it's doing. I mean, it's it's like I, I have to, like there's the searchers and there's this, and they couldn't be more different from each other in a lot of ways, in the most ways, and deliberately so. Robert Altman again is always a, sat- a satirist; he was always, but you know, sort of poking fun at a, at any given convention that was nearby, what he was doing. And should in this was case,
1: talking about a Maccabees, should it be a satirist? Hey, <sighs> waka waka. No?
0: No, no, they're no. no. I, I, Alan Alda would not like that. That's said that. That's right. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so this is a movie that's kind of poking fun at the, at the um, mores of the, of your average Western. This has taken kind of taking the piss out of the whole thing in a lot of ways. And I think really effectively and really well done too. you know, everything really, like here, here's the, here's the truth. Nobody wore like, you know, vests and, and a nice floppy hat. It was, it was, Nasty and dirty and filled with sociopaths, and that's what that's what McCabe and Mrs. Miller is is showing you. That was really great.
1: Yeah, it's there's a movement, and I want to almost say it starts with the Wild Bunch, but I'm probably wrong. But it's like the Wild Bunch, the Long Mm Riders, so like.
0: But I think this might be the best of those. Yeah, the yeah. yeah. Really i just saying
1: it belongs in this sort of slot because you, you mentioned, of course, whether if you're talking about like Hondo or Red River or something, right? You go here, a
0: man, a man named Horse. Like this is the area where they're trying yeah. to sort of break up the the, the the mythology of the Old West.
1: Well, one of the things that's important to me about the Old West, I, I think, and 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 how we handle it cinematically is, oh well. Oh, by the way, before I say this, I guess I would add, "Once Upon a Time in the West."
0: Yes, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, is that um, it had to have been, among among the dirt, the grime, everything else, extraordinarily dull. Yes. And so, a good filmmaker... And I, I mean, this is not... He's trying to a avoid the dull, right? As a rule. You, you have to sort of be willing to capture some of the dullness and somehow make it interesting.
0: Yes. Yes, 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 yes.
1: And I would say that, uh, to some degree, he does that. You yeah. Know? Um, so, we have... <laughs> Warren Beatty, who I have to give credit to Warren Beatty, you know, if you really think about it, Warren Beatty made successful movies for 10 years and yep. then spent the next 45 making years making terrible shite. No. Well, sometimes. Yeah. Okay. But, but, but I would say what I was going to say was taking risks on things that people probably aren't going to like. Right, the most successful being Reds, and if you think about what that means, mm-hmm. right, so it's like he did Reds. He did a movie called Bullworth.
0: Bullworth, yeah, that's the one was, I think of immediately.
1: That was a great fucking movie.
0: Really, I, I hated it at the time. Movie. I don't. I haven't seen it since. But,
1: but it's also like, yeah, that movie is not going to make a hundred million bucks, right? So it's like, yeah. I think. he In fact, I think he made a movie three or four years ago about Howard Hughes, where he played and directed himself as Howard Hughes. I think that movie if we can look this up made less than one million dollars. Really? I mean, it's. Mm. I, and it, I think it's fine was the last nail. But the point is, I admire, be, even going back to the Parallax view, like nineteen seventy four. He right. does things that interest him. Mm-hmm. And that for a guy who's um, as good looking as he was all the way, to hear Seventieth like so year? What's that?
0: I hear he's so vain.
1: You know, I'm not even sure that that Carly Simon's the one who wrote that song. That's my re-
0: nobody really does. It's a, it's a little shit, but still, um, it, it's it is true that he's pretty vain. But I think we can we can put that out there. Is he supposedly? I mean, it, dude, if you were him, wouldn't you?
1: Well, he claimed that that song was about him. Didn't, yeah. he? didn't he? he did. He, didn't he did.
0: He really thought that song was about him. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, um, onto it.
1: So, so I, I would say all the way to, to you know, and, and married to Annette Bening. and I mean, like he, he has every opportunity to be the opposite. Who else is like this as long as they're ranting and raving? I would say um, George Clooney's a bit like that, although they're not similar characters. Super good looking, but this decides that he's not going to fall into the trap that that is. And he's actually going to be interesting and do projects he wants.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. For sure. I mean, look
1: at the ocean. of a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, the, but that's the thing is, I mean, he's, he's uh, Clooney is Clooney is, has acknowledged that he does, she, he does movies that are not great cinema yeah. at all so that he could put out uh, yeah. good night and good luck, you good know?
1: America. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 um, I admire that about, about, um, uh, Warren, uh, the fuck is his name? Warren notes, Warren notes, <laughs> Shirley McLean's. Brother, I always forget that.
0: Warren, Warren Beatty? No, I had no idea. Oh,
1: that's their brother and sister.
0: Wow, any relation to Ned Beatty? <laughs> <That'd> be great? <grand. laughs> that's, that's their dad.
1: So he's in this. I know now. Now doing the, the Charlie's Theron thing is Julie Christie.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oof, yeah.
1: <laughs> and so, to me, I want to start talking about. I mean, maybe you can talk about the plot if you want, but I want to start talking about the first chink in the armor for me, is Turner.
0: Oh, okay. Well, first... Hmm, interesting. So, first off, just to back it up just a little bit, I would say that the absolute best thing in this movie is Warren Beatty. He's carrying the whole movie. There's there's the atmosphere, there's all the background players for sure, but I think Warren Beatty, this is as good as I've ever seen him. I, I, as good as I've ever seen him in any movie.
1: Yeah, I think he's good. Yeah. I, I wouldn't go as far as to say he carries it, but there's no doubt that he's... One of the high points of this movie. Okay, fair enough. Um, and the movie is about—I mean, what this guy who is essentially creating a town—that's not a, a, a
0: well, the old west town. This guy rolls in. He's a, he's he's a little more forward-thinking business-wise and decides to be a pimp. I like, think that's what it comes down to you. Know, for, open up
1: around the mining area. And, yeah, and then and then
0: so the, he's like a shitty elsewhere engine if you're familiar with that TV show. A shitty what? Uh, elsewhere engine. Oh.
1: Al Swearengen?
0: Yeah. Oh, um, what the hell? Is it t- no. Um, it was a t- it was a HBO series for a while, and okay. I'm not remembering the name at the moment. But it was pretty fucking tremendous. You could definitely tell it owed a lot to McCabe and Miss Miller in a sense.
1: Okay, um, but so the conflict is between I always forget his name, but he's a guy who was in um, Manhattan. He played the. Um, and now I forget his name. But anyway, so so it's kind of a, a Welcome 70s to Old actor. Man Theater. Oh, oh uh, Michael Murphy. Okay. Um he, he was played some things with with uh, Woody Allen and Joe Clayburg in the in the seventies, and he's the guy who's kind of the ruthless uh mining Right, character. mining
0: consortium. Basically he's tra- he's playing a Hearst character. He rolls in rolls in and wants to buy up all the you know the money making concerns in the area so he could own the whole thing.
1: And Julie Christie is the sort of the madam. It's she a, comes in. See, here's the, here's what's be the problem. It's, it's Eliza Doolittle uh, all over again.
0: Pushy, pushy, uh, pushy. It's,
1: <laughs> well, it's just bad. Mm-hmm. It just felt like terrible acting. I don't know what else to say. Like, I'm like, oh, fuck. You, know, it's just,
0: you just hate fucking Cockney people, Joe. You no, know, there
1: just wasn't a believable moment with her. and It was too bad because I think you're right about Warren Beatty. Mm-hmm. It's like I felt like he had to contend with Julie Christie... Who was great. I think. I mean, I'm, not, I'm a fan of Julie Christie, but yeah, it, was yeah, like, me too. it was just so
0: not her best cartoonish role. Yeah. all over the
1: place. And where it started to get good, I wasn't sure if it was her or whether it was Altman, in terms of her character, is when she started to sort of uh, fade back a bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then
1: then I started feeling like, well, I kind of wish she'd been this character the whole time, you know? More
0: sympathetic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: So she, you know, she comes in, she wants to clean it up.
0: She's like, she comes in with like, she should be wearing a t-shirt that says Brassy Broad on it or something like that. Yeah, she's got, I mean, the character
1: has some interesting sort of points to make about like, you know, Mm -hmm. understanding all the the, the ins and outs, if you will, of of Uh the prostitution business. Mm -hmm. So that's really interesting, things he's never thought of. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she definitely improves the business like radically.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And there's a young uh, Shelley Devos by putting up a roof. One of the the prostitutes. (laughs) Um, The movie is is um, very uh, like there's almost lax tone, and that's kind of its own tone.
0: Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: I, I gotta tell you, I hate Leonard Cohen.
0: I do too. By the way, that's for me. The downside of this this movie is the music. I didn't like Lennon Cohen gonna, part. Okay, well, it's, You're it's, the opposite. It's huh?
1: Eber because I actually was like I could actually find a place in my heart for Leonard Cohen. I thought that was very interesting in the in the landscape of this movie. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the place where he'll live for me. It's like in the landscape of a bizarre movie. Okay. But yeah, I'm not a fan of Leonard Cohen, and I felt like the music was was um, one of the high points of the movie. Really, so, really no. Like, but, I, I
0: found it tedious, frankly.
1: But to me, the the thing I would say about this movie, and then it's when I hand it over to you as as the big bigger fan of this movie, is it's when I said before that I think people were willing to follow Robert Altman mm-hmm. Altman places. I think that's what happened here, and I don't think everyone was up to the task.
0: Now, when you say people following him, are you talking about the cast members or the audience? everyone
1: involved in this film? Oh, okay, right. I, I, and, and and some of them were not up to the task. Who was Warren Beatty?
0: Right. Yeah. No, um,
1: I guess I would say alone, you know, the Leonard Cohen, like that, that contribution. But, Mm -hmm. but it's like Altman does this thing and and some of these people were maybe, (laughs) you know, I'm always curious about the making of a movie because unless you're like one of the stars, I imagine you don't know what's going on most of the time. You might even be surprised at the movie you see later on that you were in Mm -hmm. if you don't have much control over it. And so that makes perfect sense to me with this movie, if I'm right about that, because it seems to me there were a lot of. People involved in this movie who were thinking of it as a different type of movie, a more average western or something like that, and and there were other people like Warren Beatty and Leonard Cohen who were in on what Altman does.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing is I had to take a I did do a little bit of a dive on Altman himself and kind of figure it out. But like, yeah, he totally let people improvise their lines. Like, like uh, for him, the script was at best like a guideline of what you're you you enter a you enter a scene, you have a purpose. This is your purpose. Now get to point B. And yeah. that, so. So a lot, I think you're probably right in that sense. I think there were people like sort of at cross purposes in this movie that that I, I which I thought kind of gave it a nice tension a little mm. bit, you know, Okay. but, um, I'm going to say, I think that that is much more apparent for me in the second movie, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. Uh, I wonder, I wonder, I think we might switch sides on that one. That's going to be interesting. Okay. Yeah, I
1: definitely think we are going to, but,
0: um,
1: I yeah
0: so I would I just it. I love this fucking movie I, I think it's a good movie there's
1: no question I mm-hmm. to give it like a three out of four stars I have no problem it, it, uh, with you loving this movie I don't have much to argue with when on you, it just you,
0: you hate it when I make it when I'm just when I'm me Joe you, you just you, hate that
1: I if I really hated you I'd spend more time on Maccabee but I'm choosing to sort of move forward with that, sir. Let's move forward. All right. Let's, let's
0: let the healing begin. All right. With this stupid. Fu- <laughs> uh, is there anything else about this movie? No. Like I said, I I, I love this movie. It's got kind of my it's got kind of my total recommend behind it. I, thought, I, I, I I'm i want to I might want to watch it again. I might want to chew on it a little bit more because it's gonna be it's 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 really good. I fucking like I said, it might be my favorite western, and that's that's an interesting thing for me to say.
1: Uh, and I also want to add that i think uh i i thought it was good maybe mm-hmm. maybe even very good but but you should all watch it in any case just to sort of study filmmaking if you're interested oh, okay in like that's like wow what a great
0: i would say the ultimate is one of those people who's worth watching just for that stamp that oh, standpoint because yeah. he's also he's also like because we're looking at the history of cin- cinema <laughs> yep in the history of cinema, cinema he's one of those you? he's one of the
1: Maccabee and cinema bothers you
0: cinema so. um, <laughs> but he's just one of those people who was there he was part of the transition like yeah. uh, the aesthetic transition
1: between like, what, like uh, French New Wave or something or what, what are you referring yeah, to
0: like old like old cinema like uh, Studio Hollywood oh, for okay. sure like Studio yeah, yeah. Hollywood into yeah. like the 70s uh, much more independent he market. A
1: studio Hollywood in there. It's not like it's bereft of it either. Like, right. He drags it in like at the bottom of his feet or something. But
0: well, it's like he's different. kind of because he's like fuck because because that's what he's making fun of most as much as he's making fun of anything. Yeah, and and he's always stuff. making fun of some kind of a trope going on inside of the movie. And and Hollywood is always a little bit a part of that. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's that. So so we so we switch over to our next movie, which yeah. is from 1973. Yeah, Yeah. And it is called
1: "Long Goodbye."
0: The long goodbye, absolutely.
1: Okay, the long goodbye is a movie I tried to watch in, in 2012, mm-hmm. and I, I, gave, I was about 20 minutes, in and I was like, "Fuck this movie! <laughs> Fuck this movie in its ass!" I I was bored, I hated it, mm-hmm. so I went in with that attitude. Yeah. <laughs> movie, okay. And I gotta say, I fucking adore this movie, man. Really? Like, this because mo- here's what happens, and this often happens when a movie really takes me is. I start a list of criticisms as I'm beginning to watch it, and those criticisms have become the thing I love most about it. So, like, I think, and, and I want to reference uh, a movie we've talked about 1977's um, The Late Show with Art Carney and Lily Tomlin, Okay. Which I don't think is nearly as good as a movie, although I do like that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, when you kind of displace, like, Philip Marlowe into the 70s, that right. was my, my first reaction was, well, this is a mistake. This and I, and I thought, no, no, it's actually kind of perfect in a way. Because one of the things that happens is when you go back to, whether it's the Hardy Boys or Philip Marlowe or whatever, when you go to, back to a certain... I'm going to, by the way, now just say, I think the Hardy Boys are kind of pulp. They're pulp mm-hmm. It's pulp for children. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you get look, look, this, how
0: many books got written? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's yeah. not good writing. That's not good writing.
1: Yeah. How dare you? But... Um, uh, whether it's the like Hardy Boys or Philip Marlowe or whoever, or, or Dashiell Hammett, um, one of the things that happens is there's a certain curmudgeonly attitude that happens. And it's like, there's, you know, there's always some sort of grumbling. Hmm. Grumbling is part of the soundtrack of, of those books and then those movies that they become movies. And to me, when you, when you displace those movies into the 70s, You've got like the best landscape for grumbling ever because Philip Allick grumbles a <laughs> lot. The absolute worst in, version of what they were
0: grumbling about in the first and place.
1: Save Mar, and it's like, "Hey, Mister Mono. And the, the the cashier has a has an enormous weirdo Jufro. and you know, like everyone and, and the neighbors, you know, it's like so. So in a way, what mm, they were trying neighbors. to do back in those old days and. Some successfully and some not are. It's bound to be a little more successful because of the sort of natural habitat of the grumbler. Right, right, right. Yeah,
0: no, that's for sure. Okay, yeah, yeah I can't so argue with one that. Thing okay. I really, really <laughs> about this movie. All right.
1: Um, I at first I probably what I didn't like about it the first time I saw it. at First, I was not taken with Elliot Gould's sort of um, the way he was inhabiting the persona. <laughs> But honestly... It, the it
0: the, me, the makes, epitome of, of grumbly.
1: Well, it makes me feel, honestly, like this film would, did a weird thing. Like it might have been shot in sequence. And I'm wondering if Altman does that, which, which is, rarely happens in that film. Because that kind of went away right. after about 20 minutes. And it became much more sort of interesting and, and real as opposed to sort of a put-on grumble. That whole right. thing about him and the cat in the beginning was like, Oh, right. for fuck's yeah. sake. Right. boiled. You're attached to a cat. You dote on the cat, you mumble under your breath, and it was almost like Alvin getting that out of the way, right? Because it became it became, you know, when people talk about a novel that survives or doesn't survive its adaptation to a screenplay, to me, this was the most novelly movie I've ever seen.
0: Mm, OK, Sure. Sure, There's, sure.
1: I mean, I, I'm, I'm anxious to sort of talk about a particular scene, and, and I really don't want us to give it away. OK. But but there but so well, I'm begging you not to give away what, what I'm actually talking about. But, <coughs> but there's the, when there's the, the, the Jewish Godfather, who comes in and he, he does something to prove to Elliot Gould how how, far how ruthless he's he to is. Go. Yes, yes, yes. The the way that was played out and particularly the, the cinematography and the way like it just jumped to that moment was I felt the way you get startled at a, at a page in a book.
0: Sure. it was mm-hmm. just
1: sort of like dreamlike in it right and it's, parts of this movie are dreamlike and it has sterling hayden uh a year after the godfather
0: looking very different
1: <laughs> looking very different um i think great i think the fact that there is so much sort of um discord i mean look the, the novel has the same thing that the big sleep has i'm sorry the movie has the same thing that the that The Big Sleep has, and I'm presuming that both novels have, which is that when you're done with the experience, you go, Mm -hmm. oh, right, I have one additional question. What the fuck was that about? (laughs) And then the second observation is, uh, again, I don't really Uh, care that much what it was about because it was about the way it went about being what it was about. So it was like, it was stylized. Um, I I thought the characters were almost all interesting. Where they weren't, it was like kind of obvious, like you would say, um, sorry, what, like satirical, like the, the, the ladies, the neighbors who are, who are, who manage a candle shop in the nude or yeah. some, some sort of ridiculous thing, a but perfect I, world. I honestly, this is not my, my, I'm, I'm suspecting when you, when you talk about what you didn't like about it, it's, it's probably we're coming at it for the same motivations pulp and that type of thing mm-hmm. are just not my world. Right. I don't naturally go to them. And so Um, I'm like this pleasantly surprised at how awesome this was. And I suspect... If there's stuff you don't like about it, it might be motivated by the same thing.
0: Actually, it's not, and, okay. I, and I and I had to and I had to really sort of examine it as I was watching the movie yeah, yeah. and to make sure of that. So, um, so I I've read almost I think I've read almost everything Chandler ever did. I've read this book for sure, and I love a lot of his stuff, even though I've kind of have a uh, iffy relationship with the with the writer himself. So I know exactly where this movie sort of deviated from the book. But the thing is, is that because it was set in the seventies, it was just not like the book. To begin right. with, so that didn't bother me nearly. That didn't bother me. The, the, what I found the most um, uh, sort what what sort of dragged my attention away from it, my enjoyment of this movie, and a lot I don't know how else to put that. It was kind of kind of chunky, but um, it, it was that. Um, there's just a point. Altman um, has a style, and it's very apparent in all of his movies, and, and sometimes. Sometimes it's it's easier to go with than others, and in this case, I found it a little bit difficult. It was a little bit chunky in this movie for me to what go there. The
1: what, what is the style?
0: Well, it's it's like it's not there's a there's kind of not a it's 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 a the story becomes a little unfocused at times. I, yeah, I get that, and and very often in his movies. I've, that's been that's a big plus, and in this one, it just it was it was a little bit too draggy at mm-hmm. times, a little bit my, I was pulled out of it a little too much. In this case, I got to say I think the music was particularly egregious. I really hated that one theme because he does this thing where he'll always put in a he'll often put in a theme and and use it to 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 a specific I effect. I
1: Adore that. Maybe <laughs> it's like, there is no thing that if if somebody's if somebody's using a grinder to smooth metal out, somehow it will become the long goodbye. It was like, yeah, obviously it's stupid, but he's being intentionally. Dirty.
0: I know, I know, yeah, absolutely. I, it's the, the, the thing. The thing that is inarguable is his intentionality around right, <laughs> but right, it. Right. Just, <laughs> but 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 if it doesn't work for you, it's going to be super annoying, moving everywhere, right, okay, everywhere fair, every time fair. it happens, which is what which is where it came from for me. Um, it was it, it was um, the, again the ensemble cast uh, that, that's always fascinating. I didn't recognize. I forgot Sterling Hayden was in this movie. I was like, who's this extraordinary actor? Did you here?
1: forget that Arnold was in it?
0: I had never. I didn't know until I saw him. I'm like, you gotta be shitting me! That's is that Arnold? Arnold that is yeah. holy shit! That's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. in
1: like five movies before uh, Conan Iron.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah, Hollywood bit player. In this case, he's very severely in the background. But, yeah, yeah, but but again, he's completely unmissable at the same time. Right. Fuck, imagine that. Anyways, um, so. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, again, like, they had taken the, the original story and transplanted it to such an alien sort of a setting that it, was, it, it worked. I thought, I, I thought it was, that wasn't the problem for me. Again, it was just that sometimes Altman works and sometimes Altman doesn't quite work. And in this case, there were, there were some time periods where it really sort of dragged because Altman was being very Altman.
1: By the way, I'd be willing to live in Los Angeles <laughs> if I could have that apartment.
0: Oh yeah it was like talking about What a shithole apartment was I thought it was great man Yeah And particularly like The neighborhood You know what I mean Oh, <laughs> oh. Like seven nudist ladies Living in an apartment Across the way Yeah, even He didn't even, he didn't even out binoculars out context,
1: But yeah he had There's always in those Hard-boiled things Like some like Mister Mahalo Like some hot yeah. neighbor But they took it to the Like a nudist Candle-making colony uh, they, he they, no, I
0: think they moved stores. They moved it right Into the 70s baby Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right So Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, I also feel Maybe because I'm, um, it's still foreign territory to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I may find out that it may be that hard-boiled and pulp is an area where I, I, I become sort of. I really like, you know, like you save certain things in your life because of your biases, mm-hmm. and then at some point it, the dam kind of breaks and you, you find out you've got this wealth of stuff that you, you can enjoy. Right. I think hard-boiled and, and and pulp might be that for me. At some point, I'll just have my. My Danielle Steele moment or whatever, where I'm like, "This is what I read," you know, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, this stuff, and and Dime so. It. But but in the meantime, when it does work, it <laughs> that I'm inflating my sense of appreciation because I was like, "This worked! I really right. love this."
0: You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can tell you, like uh, in the, uh, the, the 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 one okay, one of the the big difference one of the big difference between the book and this and the movie, which I thought was really fascinating because it was radical change, was that in the book, the guy who's the author, played by Sterling Hayden, yeah. Was uh, no was um, basically was based on Chandler himself. So so in a sense, this was his only meta novel, Mm -hmm. where it's him having a conversation about his own career. Best I read. I, I, I can see where he would say that. I don't know that it is necessarily. I think yeah. The Big Sleep is still a better mo- uh, book. But but it was like it was it was like, again it was him doing a meta exploration of what it means to be an author. You know, mm-hmm. particularly in a pulp sense, which this guy was romance. So, um, but so I thought that was you know. But but it, but it, it, it wasn't egregious. Like I said, it kind of it made sense in the context of it. So they turned him into like a like a like a like a romance Hemingway character, which. I think it's much more, you know, sort of down the, between the goalposts for, for, you know, for Aldman.
1: Also has um, the kind of perennial dwarf weirdo, Henry Gibson, the doctor. Right. That guy was in everything from like, like <laughs> Fantasy Island episodes. <laughs> I think he was in... Um,
0: he was the original tattoo? Uh,
1: Magnolia. I mean, he's... he's was just, he in that? He, yeah, yeah. He okay. was in love with Brad, the bartender, along with William H. Macy. But anyway...
0: Um, oh, oh, okay, that's him. Huh? Also,
1: it's hard to—it's easy to forget that before 1980, Elliot Gould was something of a weirdo sex symbol. I mean, he was married right. to Barbara Streisand, divorced by this point. But even in this movie, and a little bit of mashed, you can sort of see like, yeah, kind—it's of, not as obvious as Brando or anything, but like I can sort of see how he got a lot of trim.
0: There was this, there was this 70s male sex symbol that had uh, just an egregious amount of chest hair and probably a gold uh, gold pendant hanging down in the middle of it That is sort of the Elliot gold, yeah. l- 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 like, like a, yeah, the 70s uh, the, the male sex symbol right there. Oh, let's put it this calculated. way.
1: He, to me, he's, he's a lot like Michael Caine in that way if someone says like oh this guy really was hot with the ladies first reaction would be like what and then yeah. the second reaction would be like nah, i guess so I
0: Right. cuz he dressed the right way
1: <laughs> or something
0: yeah yeah so but so no that being clear. said i don't hate this movie i think uh, i think it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. i think it's i think it's a damn decent movie it's a good movie
1: yeah it's not exactly a mirror situation because this isn't like oh this is my favorite detective movie of all time yeah. or or even near it but but uh I think we're a bit of a, a reverse here in terms of I, I favored Long Goodbye and you favored
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, McCabe and
1: Mrs. Miller. Yeah, I think so. I okay, think but so. but we both, we're saying both of them are.
0: Both of them are worth watching for the sure. The movie
1: I want to see is uh, Nashville.
0: I do too. It might be worth N- its own I mean, episode if,
1: sometimes. It's pretty long.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I definitely want to see Nashville. And of course, I definitely want to see MASH at some point, which I've never seen. Really? I, I've seen parts of it. I've never seen the full thing all the way through. There's
1: a great erection scene in there. If that gives you any, sort is it
0: of is it better than the 2020 erection? Oh. I'm ashamed oh, of myself and also proud of myself for not getting that right away. No, 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 no. stolen erection. No,
1: no. Alrighty. Um thanks Tom. Thanks for this recommendation.
0: Yeah, man. Good good stuff. So we'll be uh we got some more we got g- some good stuff coming up. I'm looking forward to this, my friend.
1: You start with small talk, you end with the same delicious
0: small talk. I'm just I'm 'em I'm letting them off easy, baby. Just okay. like that. That's Here you clear. go. With it. We're bringing we're bringing the the tilt oh, a world to us to a to a decent stop mm-hmm. and letting all the nice people off.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm pulling the cord. Stop.
0: No. Oh. <laughs> all right. Good night.